Welcome to another episode of Monday Fun Day Podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed Al-Qadri. And if you can speak Arabic, Ahmed Al-Qadri. Guys, today I have a, a, a returning guest, <laughs> an amazing returning guest. My roomie, my cool roommate. Everyone, please put your hands together for Rob Puglisi. Thank you, guys. Woo! Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Well, you're back, huh? Yes. If you speak Italian, it's Buyezi. Really? Rob Puglisi. Oh, you're Italian? Yeah, dog. Oh, you that makes. Oh, I knew you're a Italian. Yeah, yeah, but you're not like those Guinea assholes that live above us. No, those <laughs> fucking. Freaks. Yeah, the Verzi triplets, gross. Don't look them up. I kind of want them on my podcast, but I don't think I have. The table's not big enough. The table's not big enough. Yeah, yet. and 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 also, I'd have to get high chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're look. short in Italian. Mm -hmm. Gross. Uh, what was I gonna say? I wanted to be like, "What's new with you?" But you're my roommate. I know, I know every. We're gonna talk about. <laughs> yeah. All we talk about, we have a, all of our conversations are done. I was gonna say, uh, no. Uh, well, we could talk about. There's lots of things to talk about, but right. I was gonna say, um, I've been asking all of my guests uh, right up top. Are there any like specific uh, plans for your 2024 goals? That's one, and then later on, I'm gonna ask what's your advice for the new year to the people, to the breadheads and breadcrumbs. Okay. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> okay. Dun dun dun. dun. Oh, oh, my bad. I'm freaking out. Yeah, I know. I should have told you up top. No, yeah. uh, my plans for the new year. I'm gonna get shredded. Good. Yeah. yeah like crazy, Am disgusting I, shredded. Yeah. You're on the way. You looking at you looking at me shirtless all yeah, the I'm time. Like, if he can do it, I get out of this. Right. <laughs> I told you, and I have all this protein sitting around. I know, dude. I can't do it though because I um uh, fucking kidney stones. Oh, That's like one of the big things is if you have too high protein diet. You it's like you get kidney stones. That's things. right, and and you're pretty. Uh, yeah, you had a pretty bad kidney stone scare. Yeah, the doctor was like, if he said no matter what, even if you like have a perfect diet, you still have a fifty percent chance of getting one. So I was like, sick. Really? Uh, yeah. So I might. Ignore is it, it just your genetic? It's just what happens. I don't know. I guess for you, is it? How old are you? Thirty eight. No, he didn't but say it was. Is it an of age that. thing? No, it's just like he said. I wasn't drinking enough liquids. You you don't do you drink water? Yeah, <laughs> but he was like, you got to drink two quarts a day, which I feel like is a lot. I drink about eighty ounces a day. How many quarts is that? Hey Siri, how many how many quarts is eighty ounces? Two and a half quarts. Oh yeah, so that's a lot. I mean, I mean that's, that's the right amount, but that's yeah still. It's more than I. Well, I take creatine. So when I take cre uh, that, because of that, I drink a lot of water. Why? What does that do? Creatine, it just uh, helps you build muscle. But what happens if you don't take, I think take it's, water? Do I, do I, do I get headaches? Oh, really? Yeah, I'll get some headaches from that. Oh, because it's like pulling the water out of your brain to your muscles? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Sick. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. You want to get shredded? Um, make a couple extra bucks would be nice. I want to start doing like uh, jujitsu or something or one of the combat sport things i think that'd be fun dude everyone fights now yeah i i got into lifting so i could be all hardcore but everyone's like yeah i'm a blue belt in judo I'm, i know it's funny i'm a like, white belt in junkido and i'm trying to act all hard i'm like yeah i do beef lo main dog. yeah right <laughs> you have muscles and like a little skinny white dude can kick your ass dude insane yeah uh or uh what was it bulgogi beef dog <laughs> three hundred degrees bro you know well, bruno we were just talking about him yeah bruno mastro de casa yeah I need to get Is him on. Um, he's like, 
He's a short fella, tiny guy. Yeah. And I went Italian. And, yeah, Italian also. <laughs> I only hang out with Italians. You're lucky I'm here. And mm. uh he did he does um uh jujitsu and I went and I was like, I'll see if I can this will be easy. He's literally like a foot shorter than me and he kicked my ass. <laughs> like there was no chance. <laughs> I had zero chance to win. You went to the his gym? Yeah. He's like, come Is- check it out because it's like a free you can go like uh audit it or whatever, check out a class. And yeah, he fucking destroyed me. So do you do you ha- are you addicted now? Like you're like I want to keep coming back and get nah. better at this. I mean, it's fun, but it's not like jujitsu is like math. It's like nerd fighting. It's just like me- moves. It's like memorizing. It's mm. like chess fighting. Yeah, I like punching and kicking. And there's no yeah. punching and kicking in that. Oh, uh, you should uh, hit up Malik and do boxing with him. I used to box with him all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah maybe. I need to get back into boxing. I'm not. A, I wasn't as well, obviously, because of all the traveling, I wasn't as consistent. I wasn't consistent with anything. <laughs> I've never been consistent with anything in my life. Yeah, the only thing consistent was being a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> being inconsistent. <laughs> it was being inconsistent. So, yeah, my my goals, I think I already shared it with you, but, like, uh, you know, uh, like, emo- I guess not emotional, like, uh, like spiritual or mental health goals was, was more like just trying to maintain, like, sobriety, praying. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, I mean, quit, I stopped drinking and smoking October 1st, and it's done wonders. You haven't smoked weed since October 1st? Yeah, I okay. Oh, I have a great story for you, by the way. Okay, so uh, I haven't smoked weed since October 1st, but Christmas Eve, I took an edible because mm. I was like, fuck it, why not? You're, I'm, I went to, you know, my friend Jonathan Guarano, so. Filipino guy? Yeah. I went to go to San Diego to celebrate Christmas with his family just for a dinner. Yeah. And, um, and his brother had an edible. I thought. Dude, he said it was five. That's the thing with edibles. He said, oh, it's a five milligram. It, you never know. Yeah, and I took it. I'm like, it feels like 20. Yeah. But but I'm glad I took it because, you know, you're you're at some random family. And it's nice. Everyone's drinking and, you know, or or taking edibles. Like, fuck it. I'll just take an edible. Relax. Just vibe before we start eating the ribs. Okay. I have a great story for you. So. Before we walked in, Jonathan was like, hey, uh, just a heads up. Um, my mom's boyfriend is like this some white Republican dude named Phil. He's kind of an asshole. I was like, yeah, it's fine. I meet Phil. Her, he has like a southern accent, mm. and he talks like this. Mm. And at one point, we were, ta- uh, we were talking, and he goes, uh, he was asking about my dad. He brought up my dad. And I was like, oh, my dad died two years ago. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, Dad. How did he die? And I go, COVID. He goes, COVID? Are you sure? Really? That's so funny. <laughs> I, was like, I don't, I I don't was think the, you're right. I hate, to, I hate to disagree. But yeah, that's just, made up. Yeah, he goes, are you sure? And then He died and then, from imagination? And I literally looked at him and I was like, it's a real thing. And he was like, all right. And he was like on his second glass of wine, right? And we're talking, uh, you know, he's like, oh, you're from Yemen. You know, I've been to Egypt before. I've been to Morocco, all over. I mean, it was when I was, uh, you know, I'm from France. I was born in France. Really? Yeah. And he was like, I've, I was in France up until I was 18 and I moved to America. I was like, what brought you to America? Because my first wife. I was like, okay, very interesting. Really leaned into that. <laughs> That's all I was going to say. Anyways, we're get. Anyways, so we're going, uh, we're having dinner, right? And uh, while we're eating dinner and shit, um, 
Jonathan comes up. He always has games and stuff. So he had like all these index cards and it had like things to do. So one was like, you know, everybody drink or, you know, tell point at one person and drink or, you know, and then you would have that fun game. And then after it'd be like, what are you grateful for for 2023 or like or some question, right. you know? So so he <laughs> uh, fucking Phil, he pulls out his card and he was just like drunk as shit and his his card was uh was it was like tell your partner that you love them so jonathan's mom who's also filipino like everybody else and that family this dude's french this dude is white yeah. and, uh, french right. by the way the drunker he was getting he was like bonjour all the way that's funny to have a southern accent a southern accent speak speaking perfect french right <laughs> And then, and then, the the number one uh, on the index card is said, uh, "Tell your partner that you love them." Right? And he was just like, "Oh, oh, I love you. I love that you drive me around when I'm drinking, <laughs> and you know the fact that you hit every curb and stop at green lights. Something real Asian about you." <laughs> this is the funniest guy I've ever met. In, in my the life. middle of the, <laughs> in the middle of like the That's dinner so table, and I was just. Uh, bro, Jonathan <laughs> was like clutching his foot, and his sister was like, "Come on, she makes, she's happy, she's happy." Like you could see the sibling really? rivalry, <laughs> and then you could see them. And I was just like, "Oh shit, <laughs> that's so funny." The edibles kicking in as your highest shit, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god!" At one point, um, at one point, um, Jonathan's mom, you know how like moms are, like she goes, "Oh, Ahmed is the comedian. Tell us a joke. Yeah, can you maybe you could do stand up for us?" Yeah. And then, thank God, Jonathan and his siblings were like. No, mom, like that's not how it works. So it's yeah, like it's his worst. job. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, thanks for saving me, guys. But anyways, so so he's he's drunk as shit. Like he keeps speaking French, and he's he said he just said like the what was I gonna say? He he said like something real Asian about you. And then we're going around the table, and then one of the siblings' boyfriends was this Mexican guy. And you know when you a meet a multicultural, dinner, it was yeah. bro, bro, bro. It was he was the only white guy. It was all you know his beautiful fam, this beautiful Filipino family, mm. and all of their either like their partners were either black or Mexican, you know. Yeah. So it's like you know, uh, they even had like one of their brothers had a gay, you know. Uh, it was like a lot going it was on. Like a house. Filipino boyfriend, a black boyfriend. It was it was just cues. it was just ah, beautiful. <laughs> ah, I loved it. I loved it. You know. Um, like, so it was the Mexican guy. He was one of those like really shy guys. That, like he can't, he can't do public speaking yeah. because he's a tech guy, you right. know? Um, and he, anyways, it was his time to start public speaking. He was drunk too. And he had to speak in front of the whole family or whatever, you know, everyone at the dinner table. Yeah. And he's just like stammering. He was just like, uh, what are you grateful for in 2023? Oh, I, I um, I'm, you know, as a Mexican family, I, uh, uh, while he's stammering, LaFille is just like, hurry up. <laughs> come on. Oh, we don't care. Oh, God. Come on today. He's heckling. That's pretty dude. cool. I'm going to be honest and with then, you. And then, and then, like, uh, I think his girlfriend, uh, Jonathan's mom, was like, okay, like, no more drinks for you. And he goes, no more for you. No more for you. <laughs> really? Bro. I died. Jesus. I died, bro. Is anybody else laughing? Dude, uh, like, the siblings were, like, quiet, like, really, uh, like, trying their whole... I'm... At that point, I started laughing. Course. I'm high as fuck. How do you not laugh? I started laughing. It's insane. so hard. 
And then, and then uh, Jonathan's sister is looking at me. And she's, I'm like, we're staring at each other. She knows. And she goes, oh, you have so much material for your stand-up now. And I was like, I'm ready to do that stand-up now. <laughs> I'm ready to perform. I got a tight five. <laughs> dude, I'm laughing my ass. I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe he's exactly like this, dude. Anyways, so then, like, uh, it was time for, like, set round two, whatever. I'm getting some more food. And Jonathan being a great host, he's like, hey, man, everything good? You're having a good time? I was like, hey, first off. That dude is not French. <laughs> that guy is not French. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Bonjourno. Bonjourno. Like Brad Pitt and Inglorious Bastards. Bonjourno. Yeah, yeah. Aragazzi. Yeah. Aragazzi. That's so funny. I was. It was one of the French guy is very. That's a that's a good character. I like that. Man, actually. Speaking of fuck, it was some weird shit. Like, uh, I was performing in Dallas uh, two weeks ago, and there was a guy wearing, uh, like, the full thobe, the white dishjasha, the white, what do y'all call it? I don't robe? Know. The white robe, yeah. yeah. He was wearing white robe, a jacket, and a cowboy hat. That's a lot. Right. And, you know, great crowd work moment, but I was out of frames. Sorry, Ann. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ann and was just as was upset as I. Yeah, Ann is the editor. Yeah. Uh, our editor. And she was she was just as upset as, upset as I was. And That's she, Yeah. She was like, next time you need to get gaff tape and stuff, you know. Yeah. Always, every time we, if she's mad at me, I picture her with a big old cigar. Like, listen, listen here. What do we got to do, kid? <laughs> just what we got to do. Yeah. Make sure you're framed up. Do your blocking before the set, kid. <laughs> yeah. And 12, 12 hours of blocking. Oh, yeah. By the way, 30 minutes also, her and her husband, Italian. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I know. Too okay. many, there's too many Italians in my life. I don't. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Mikey, she, she he calls me Dimples. It's a mom's thing. It's not a gay thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dimples. Hey, Dimples. It's just inflection. It's, it's just the, the inflection. Yeah. yeah. You know, it taps my cheek. I'm at Dimples. <laughs> yeah. But, anyways, uh, but that was like the last time I took an edible. But the whole time, like I was laughing so hard. But then, like out other than the fucking LaFille character doing his thing, I was kind of uncomfortable. Just being like, Ugh. like yeah. I wanted, Sucks. yeah, yeah. And then when I got home, I was trying like my. I mean, fortunately, I didn't break. I I am now one hundred and five days clean from porn. Hell yeah, dude! One hundred and five, bro. Congrats. Yeah, and I was. Dude, a lot better. I feel cleaner, less distracted. It is, uh, it is like once you stop doing it, um, you realize like how much it affects you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize. I was like, I thought it was just like, oh, before I go to bed, I'll just watch it. No, and yeah. Then next thing you know, I'm like, I'm not as agitated. I'm not as yeah. You're more patient, crazy. and it's like your relationships are better because you can look people in the eye. <laughs> yeah. you're not filled with shame. Yeah, yeah. It really does like change everything. Yeah. Get more energy because when you finish watching porn after, after as soon as you come, you're like. Yeah, that post not clarity. They call it post not clarity, but it's a lot of shame and guilt that you feel it. Yeah. Now, bro, this is gonna sound so crazy. I feel bad for all of my female listeners, but I'm not like sexualizing women so much yeah. because it's like because of porn, you see all these different body types naked. There was remember and now uh, you're like that Friends episode way back in the day. It might be before your time a little bit, mm -hmm. but there's a Friends episode where Joey and Chandler R.I.P. got free porn into their house. Mm -hmm. And it was before the internet. Yeah. And they just watched porn all the time. And then whenever they would interact with a woman, like there was a girl delivery place, they were like, why didn't she have sex with us? And like, it's too much porn. <laughs> Friends warned us about this. Yeah. Two decades ago. It's a real thing. No, but it is. It is crazy. And I think that's kind of like fucked up, like uh, a lot of young men, too, where it's like. You got no chance. Yeah. We're, yeah. Or, and also it really fucks you up with sex, too. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, it hasn't, I don't think it really affects. 
Well, it's like changing the standards and what's expected. I feel bad for girls. Like they're yeah. like what they're expected to so do. So are you now gonna lick my butt crazy. or what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh they will they better. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying that I want that yeah. to change. And I need they need to do it. They have to. Yeah, but it is kinda well, there's girls watch porn now. No, it's the same for everybody. It's like yeah, it's it's we're and all now all moved. guys need but like all well, there's high expectations for I feel like there's more expectations for men in sex than for women. You think? I mean, well, I don't think yeah, so. yeah. They need it. We need to stay hard, but come, but not too early. And then you have to be hard and yeah, then stay hard. And, and the, it's all, it's like all a mind trick. That's always been the rule for guys: is we come too early or not, enough or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's Either you come too early or you yeah, don't come at like all. Fucking and, you know. do all this crazy new sex shit that terror or whatever. Riley Reed is like, yeah, it's just normal <laughs> sex. It's fucking horrifying. I mean, yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, do all guys really expect girls to do that? Well, I think young guys. Yeah, I think. Young guys are having sex. When did you lose your virginity? I was 14. What? Yeah. Really? Was that early? Yeah. Really? I'm still a virgin. (laughs) Salam alaikum, everybody. No, uh, really? Yeah. 14? Yeah. Man, public school is crazy, huh? You can go to public school? No. You, have you you've seen my act? I go to I went to an Islamic school my whole life. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh I lost it in um we used to drink in this abandoned house and I lost it in, in an abandoned house to this girl I was dating. <laughs> yeah. It was real classy. But yeah, everybody was. I was like late for everybody around me. <laughs> what? I, I didn't even hit puberty at fourteen. I don't think I had it either. <laughs> I had no pubes. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it was early. Wow, you grew up in a very... Uh, Hartford must have been very... Well, Plainville. But, yeah, it's like there's nothing to do there. If you glow, grow up in a small place, there's nothing to do. So you just drink and do drugs and have sex way too young. That's kind of what you do. Ah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So you started drinking at 14? 12. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cool. Dude, yeah. The first time I got drunk, I was 12, and I had, like, alcohol poisoning. I puked everywhere, and my nickname was Ralph Puke Greasy for a long time. Pretty good nickname for 12-year-olds to come That's up with. That's a pretty good one. That's yeah, what I had, like, full alcohol poisoning. Yeah, especially with your last name. Yeah. I know. Very clever. Ralph Pugliese. Puke Greasy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's just what you do in a small town. You get drunk and uh, do drugs. Wow. How old were you? When I lost my virginity? I think nine? No, 20. Really? Nine, 20. Yeah, but that's yeah. a little late. Yeah, my first kiss when I was eighteen. Really? Yeah. Was it the same girl you lost your virginity? No, wrong girl. Yeah. Was the school all? Was it a boys' school also? No, it was all. It was mixed. It was, was, uh, but the girls were like when in high school, like the girls would wear hijabs and an abaya, which is like the yeah. So they were covered up, and then guys, we had to wear khakis and originally a navy blue polo but then it like when i was in high school they, now they switched it they were transitioning to like a button down mm. uh sure yeah uh, i was in dallas yeah yeah garland texas to be exact but yeah that's where i went and um i mean there were a couple of the kids in high school they were dating each other yeah you know some of them would kiss on the lips and then whores. they would yeah yeah whores Disgusting. whores yeah yeah dude the word whore if you just like the if you just kissed a girl, a, a girl, a guy, 
you're like, or even just held hands with a guy. You're like, it's fucking whore. Yeah, I remember this girl in middle school got boobs because she went through puberty and she was a whore. <laughs> she got <laughs> boobs, which doesn't seem fair. It's so mean. Dude, kids are so mean. I know, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, I, there were, I was just like an ugly kid in high school. Oh, we all were. Well, I mean, everyone was, but like, I was like just an awkward kid. And plus, I went to a very, you know, religious right. school. So yeah, that would happen just because we would we were drinking early. I think that was the main reason. That makes sense. And then I I still remember like, you know, I was like thought I was unattractive, and then like went to college, and then a white girl was like, "I think you're cute," and I was like, "I'm loyal to your kind forever. <laughs> I will love your kind forever. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love all of you <laughs> so much. Yeah." Uh, that's crazy. 14 years old. Yeah. And then, and then just after that, never had sex again. Never again. <laughs> I've been celibate ever since. I was going to say the, after the kidney stone surgery, cause like I've heard your bit about it. Mm. And also like, just to tell the audience, they put a, what was it? A little plastic tube, stint. In, a stint in yeah. your dick, right? It goes from your dick all the way to your kidney. It's like this big. Ah, oh. yeah. Is it bendable? Yeah. It's pliable. It's like. Bendy plastic oh. or some shit. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Even though, like, I've I, this is the third time I've heard this, and I still every time I'm like, yeah, it's like, brutal. I get very That's like, brutal. yeah, yeah. So it's it, it it you do that to like poke, and and get no. It. They shoot. A, they go up there with something and shoot the stone out with a laser, and then like they pull it out. But then, um, in case there's any like leftover, they put the stint in to like keep the because um, the reason why kidney stones hurt. Is they go from when they're coming down your ureter, which is like a really tiny little yeah. thing. Uh, it hurts like crazy. That's what the pain is. Yeah. So they put this in and it opens that up. So in case there's like any leftover stones or whatever. Easy. Yeah. So. But um, yeah, I woke up and I had like a string, like a tampon string coming out of my dick. And the dude like took it and taped it to my dick. So I wouldn't like lose the string or something. And he was like, we can, you can come in Monday and we'll take it out. It was, it was a Wednesday. He's like, or if you want to take it out yourself, you can take it out yourself. And I was like, that sounds, I will never do that. Yeah. But I kept getting, you know, I kept getting morning wood. So it would wake up and the no. string would like pull on the thing and it fucking hurt. And it was horrifyingly bad. So I had to take it out myself. And it was the craziest thing I've ever experienced <laughs> in my life. It was fucking weird, dude. It was like giving birth. Yeah. It was bizarre. Like it didn't hurt, but it was just the weirdest fucking feeling. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Cause you're. I recommend it. Oh, my God. I know. I could feel it coming out of my fucking kidney, and I'm like, ah, just trying not to cry, just alone with my dog looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we should have put it on OnlyFans. That's where that's big money. Oh, you right should have put it on OnlyFans. No, that's a big money. I would have recorded it for you. You should have. I mean, because you know why? Unlike you, I'm a good roommate. You're a good roommate. All right, guys. Big. I think it's time the audience, the breadheads and breadcrumbs should You can take a vote on this. I think you should put a vote up. Okay. We're, we're going to vote this. And please comment on the video. Okay. So this will happen. I had a pretty bad, intense STD scare. And you know what happens when you have an STD scare? You, you look through every, you know, part of your penis, penile region. And, and, and I was freaking out and I called Rob and I was like, oh my God, this person turns out was a false positive that the girl had, but she said that she got tested positive for herpes. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, so I knew it was, yeah. I knew it was bullshit. That's why I was like, you're good. There is no way. And I was like, I've never had an outbreak. Yeah. None of that. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, and I was like depressed. Cause I was like, if I was the one who gave her, right. I, 
Yeah. You know, I, I, I would have never, I, I don't know how to live with myself. So, so then like I, you were calming me down and I kept asking Rob, I was like, can you just look at my penis? Like, can you just What's look at like, like, I know any, I'm not a doctor, but, but you could have just looked and didn't made me feel comfortable. I did make you feel comfortable. Yeah. Without having to look. <laughs> because I've been through that before, and I know, like, if you don't have an outbreak of herpes, you don't have herpes. Everybody's freaking out, like, well, what if it's like you can't I, see? I was looking at, I was like, because of the fucking internet. I was looking at the shaft. Yeah, you look at images, and then you're like, wait, yeah. wait a minute. Or the, in the internet's like, you can have, you can spread it without having an outbreak. And I talked to a doctor, and he was like, that does not happen. He's like, there's like a zero point one percent chance. But we read it online. We go, that's probably what happened, and we freak out, dude. And everyone is a doctor on the internet, yeah. So yeah, I was freaking out. But I still think you could have looked. I did. You were just asleep. I snuck in and took a peek. <laughs> I do that every night. So I go to sleep. I just kiss it. And, uh, <laughs> it's my prayer. Yeah, that's a good. That's a that's a great roommate for you. Yeah. Okay, you know yeah. what? You know what? I I apologize for getting apologize mad at you. It. I apologize for yelling at apologize you. Accepted. And calling you a bad roommate for not looking <laughs> at my penis. It um, was really funny. He's like, can you take a look at it? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad. It was so sincere. I know. It was so sincere. I know, I've been there. I feel it's the worst. When you're like waiting in that in-between period of like whether or not you have it and you have to wait for the results. Yeah, yeah. Nothing more but gosh. terrifying. And then like when I got the results and I was like, hey, it's a false positive yeah. for you. Like I was telling her to go get it. I mean, yeah, but that's why I'm never having sex again. Dude, celibacy is the way to go, man. Yeah, I know. I think uh, purity is the way to go. I feel like all these heathens having sex, drinking, and smoking disgusting. weed, they're disgusting. They're all going to hell. Yeah. And at the end of the day, not like you and I, we're at least, I feel like we're we're going to heaven. We're going to like second or third level of heaven. That's right what I mean. Yeah. I've never been like in the upper echelon of society and I don't expect to be in the That's afterlife. That's same here. Yeah. yeah. So if I get into heaven, first level, second level, I'm good. Dude, if I'm in like, yeah, community housing in heaven, it's going to be fine. I think it'll work out for yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. Did you tell them about your uh, ayahuasca thing? I talked about, about it. About it right? The breadheads. Yeah, I actually released today and they loved it. Oh, Getting, nice. Yeah, I got a couple of messages like, thank you so much for being vulnerable. What is that twitch on the screen? Okay. But it's still recording. Okay, that's good. Uh, I was going to say one of my plans for 2024 is to... Well, I'm posting more stand-ups. I released my special. I'm really excited about. Would it be... When, we are, you, when are you releasing it? Uh, early... Uh, I think early February. It's all edited and shit? I mean, we're still picture-locking it. I just... Uh, we filmed this... I filmed a little sketch for it because I call it special, not special. Because mm. it's not special. It's fucking YouTube. Yeah. I mean, it's not like... It's special. I mean, but it's not like there's not a bunch of money poured into it. It's just like, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's what people do now. You put it on YouTube. Yeah, you put it on YouTube. You get people to come out and hopefully. I, it's a YouTube special. Right. I mean, at least you could know you know how many views you get. Because yeah. Netflix or, I mean, I don't know about the other streaming services, but Netflix, um, they, will, they won't tell you the exact number of who watched your special or how many people watch. They just yeah, say, I think that's just financially, so they don't have to fucking pay people more. Yeah, they just say, it's doing really well. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, if you have 50 million views, you're going to be like, give me more than what you paid me. Or, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So, But for the most part, um, release that, Clip City, and then hopefully, uh, I have some dates coming up. I'll be, we're st it's just, I'm still locking it down, but I'm going to be headlining in Houston in May, nice. May 3rd or 4th, hopefully. Yeah. And then, um, finally this agent like got back to me as he's like, this, 
guys going to help me set up a tour in the fall. So oh, I'm yeah. really excited about that. In the summer, maybe do Bakersfield if you want to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bakersfield. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like the Verzies and you guys. That'd and be you, fun. You and you the Verzies. Yeah. yeah, we all go. All and good. Alice Hamilton. Great. <laughs> you, uh, there's, there's a couple spots up there I can tell you about. In Bakersfield? Do. Yeah, or like right outside Bakersfield. So like when I do like the weekend there, we could do other spots so. like a Thursday, a Sunday. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. make it a full thing. We'll all share uh, one hotel room. Yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. King size bed, and we'll get a small tree for them. <laughs> yeah, I was going to sleep say. in. For their Keebler. <laughs> for them to feel yeah, I think that'll work out for those guys. But yeah, uh, but I, I have some high hopes. I want to do more sketches um, for sure, but I'm not trying to burn myself out. But but this maintaining sobriety and maintaining being swole, that's what, man. It's really keys, baby. Yeah, and I'm like getting my goal is to like just stay buff, wear tighter shirts, and do crowd work. I really like all of I'm this. I'm gonna rife it up. Yeah, start holding your mic like this. Oh, so you can flex the whole time. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, I know, like, have you ever thought about like the way comics hold mics? Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. don't like this. <clears throat> I don't like when a comic holds the mic against their chin. I've I don't done like it. That. The reason why? Okay, I me. I had to I I had to teach myself to not do that anymore. The reason why I got so used to doing it like this, because, um, I, uh, it was one, it was either fourth wall or the open mic I used to run in 2019. It was, uh, the mic kind of like messed up. So you had to like put it up close. close. Yeah. To me, it's just gross. Like every other comic has right, right. touched that and spit on it. I, and well, I had to tell, I, I noticed in one video where I was like, Oh wait, it's like, it's like way too close because, um, because I was so used to shitty mics yeah, <clears throat> and all right. the, all the running rundown open mics that I was doing or my earlier years. Well, I'm still in my earlier years, I guess, but my earlier years <clears throat> now, um, what was I going to say? Uh, but now I'm like, I, I mean, I, now I like have it better, like right over yeah, here. Yeah. I wasn't thinking like, of you when you, when I said that. No, 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 not at all. I'm just, I'm just self-consciously. I think about it because I do a lot of faces. Segura does it. He puts on his chin. Yeah, yeah. And I remember watching his social. I was like, just fuck it. It just seems like lazy and weird and pretentious. Well, he doesn't do a lot of act outs, so it's fine. Yeah, I know. It's just like you rest just, on it, your. It chin. has no. Re there's no reason behind it. It just yeah. bothers me. I, 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 what, I, I think Chris D'Elia's the way he held it. It bothers me because he has it like till here. He's down low, yeah. Is down low. Cosby but, used to hold it at his knee. He'd like sit down and hold it like way down there. Well, you, <laughs> and then talk. Do you know why? No, because he's used to the women, his victim. No, I was gonna, so, so mean. No, but he. Uh, what was I gonna say? Like he, I think like the reason why Chris Elia normally has it here because maybe like theater tours and they, the mic is so sensitive. Yeah, you gotta pull it back. Yeah, yeah. Um, a friend of mine told me like uh, he was opening for Joe Coy, and that's how it is. So it's like if you're doing like a big theater or stadium. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Sensitive. You're amplified. Baby. What's the most amount of people you've ever performed in front of? I, don't, I have no idea. Um, probably nothing too crazy. Like a sold out. Like the sold out. Nothing nuts. Like 500 maybe. Yeah, I think like 420 probably. What's the uh, Irvine? Irvine Improv? I think it's 490. Yeah. It was that or it was Brea or Oxnard. One of them was sold out. Nice. Who who are you opening for? Uh, Drew. Drew Lynch. <gasps> nice. Yeah, it was just a guest spot. Way back in the day. But I remember I was only like four years into comedy or five years or something like that. 
I was scared. It was like nervous. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm at, I'm at the point where I'm not as nervous. Like I'll get super nervous and then I get on stage. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like now, now I'm like, okay, I got it. Yeah. When you get I up got, there, you're fine. As soon as I get my first laugh, mm. you know, I'm like, okay, I know. Yeah. For me, it's like, you're so used to at that time, like just doing the mics <clears throat> in the crowd's eye level. And then you get on one of those stages and you're like above them all. Yeah. You know, and and it's like, dim lights and yeah, the, and it's like, and it's a, people who paid to be there. Right. Yeah. And you feel like and there are a couple like of drinks in a rock star up there. She's like, I'm just going to say the word pussy a bunch. This is weird. And they're laughing because they're drunk. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Comedy's easy. Uh, I don't know. I did. Uh, I was opening for Sammy Obeyed. And uh, <laughs> uh, I, it's now one of my favorite stories in comedy. Uh, well, let's hear was, it. This was in Bellflower. Yeah. And and Sammy's be been. Saturday. Huh? I'm going to be there this Saturday. Nice. Channing show? No. Different one. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I already asked you about this. Uh, but uh, I was doing. Um, I, I was opening for Sammy. And Sammy lately, I'm very proud of him. He's been killing it with a uh, like with stand up and a lot of it's like Palestine content. So a lot of the people coming to that show were like were like big fans of his comedy, but also like a lot of like uh political people, political fans or political comedy fans. Right. And that was like a new genre of people or a new demographic per se, like that I performed in front of. Yeah. So I was like I mean I still did great like in the beginning. I was like, dude, you know, cleaners jokes, blah blah blah. I said penis and they got real tight and I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So then at the end, I was like, okay, guys, y'all want me to close with edgy, edgy, like dirty or wholesome. And one group, only one girl, she goes, edgy. And I go, okay. Deal. <laughs> uh, and I knew the rest were like, please don't, please don't, bro. I went, I did the Ramadan joke and the part where it gets real dirty. Mm. Dude, 50% of the room were dying laughing. The other 50% were horrified. It's awesome. Horrified. That's what you want. This Arab lady, at, at after my set, she goes, my kids will never watch you. Did she say that, really? She literally said, my kids will never watch That's you. so funny. <laughs> and then the, the, the one, and then I, I did a couple jokes about black people, but like there weren't enough black people in the audience. Yeah. And the one guy who loved it was the black dude in the, uh, in the back, DJ Count. You just count. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't do ratios. You're and he, and he was just like, bro, you was hilarious. He goes, he literally, this is what DJ says. He goes, this was the edge, and you went, oop. Oop. <laughs> 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 Dude, it was so, but it was so much fun. Yeah, I was like, oh, good. yeah, I forgot, like, how much fun it is to, like, really piss off, not piss off, but, like, like, like leave the 50% of the room yeah, be speechless. Yeah, my favorite part of comedy is, my favorite part of comedy is when it's going well. I try to ruin it and then see if I can make it go and win well them again. back. Yeah, because it's I'm, like I've done that. I want you guys times. to hate me, but the best thing I think, like the highest compliment, is if they don't like you and they're still laughing. Like that's how you know that yeah. it's genuinely funny. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this guy's a fucking dick and we hate him, <laughs> but it's still, I'm still laughing. Yeah, yeah. What, do you have an example of the the like? Have you ever opened that you thought it was funny and it ended up being so of horrific and people were like? Wow, yeah, how dare you? Anytime. And then next thing you know, you got to like win the back. The best thing to do when you're in that is just address that you suck. That's all you can do is be like, well, I'm a piece of shit. What do you know? <laughs> then I like, all right, at least he's aware that he's being terrible. That he is an idiot. Yeah. yeah. No, I uh, I opened with, uh, okay, this was way before Israel-Palestine's conflict reignited. Uh, Dude. I don't believe in that, like COVID. I don't think it's happening. <laughs> you don't think it's? That's a hoax. <laughs> 
Yeah. Anyways, I was gonna. <laughs> I feel like one person gonna come. So you don't think this genocide? <laughs> the genocide is real. A strange thing to lie about. That'd be funny if Anne clips that part up. Please. <laughs> no, Anne, don't clip that part <laughs> up. <laughs> she knows better. But anyways, um, what was I gonna say? Um, uh, like I um, I had a Jewish comic before me. I think I told you this story. I had a Jewish comic go up before me and i've usually have this opener after a jewish comic is uh before me um like i i go keep it going for this comic and i'm like woo! i go i always knew this person was jewish because as soon as they got on stage i had hate in my heart (laughs) right well because they all those the times i said it they always had that joke they go i know i don't look jewish but i'm jewish oh right right so that's why i got outside also every time it's like you look jewish right we know you're jewish (laughs) so that's why i say i knew they were jewish because as soon as they got saying i had hate in my heart did it in LA? Crushed. Uh-huh. I did it to Leah Lamar years ago, and she, everyone was dying, yeah. laughing. I did it to uh, Morgan Linewall in Texas. Murdered, uh-huh. especially in Texas. Nice. Murdered. Oh, in New York, it was Kiki Anderson, uh-huh. and she. It was a. It was like a midnight show at the Grizzly Pair. I got on, and I was. Jewish. Yeah, she's uh, she's like Argentinian Jewish because a lot of Jewish people oh, went to South. I know. That kind Daniel of. Weingarten's one of those. Yeah, Nazi Jew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same as Ryan tiny, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real Jewish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh so I don't think that about Daniel. He's the sweetest man. Oh, he's the nicest person <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. I, I don't lo- think he's a Nazi. Daniel Weingarten, one of my favorite pieces of advice he gave me last year, he literally goes, Ahmed. Remember to always be kind to yourself. Because I was complaining to him about ticket sales. Sweet boy. Yeah, it's the sweetest guy. But anyways, I, I'm in New York. I did that. I, I open, And I'm already like tipsy. It's a late show. I had a Long Island in my hand. And I was just like, I always knew Kiki was Jewish. Because as soon as she got on stage, I had hate in my heart. Just full room. Grizzly pair. Full room. Nothing. Really? Only two comics in the back were laughing. <laughs> And it bobbed so hard, I started laughing. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And I go, oh, my God, that's so funny. I just buried myself. And that's everyone's great. like, like this kid, like, everyone thought I was a psycho. Yeah. And I go, all right, time to win you guys back over. Started doing my act, right? And I'm doing my my jokes. And I'm, like, slowly getting laughs. Next, you know, I'm, like, picking up, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then, you know that joke I do, the the puns joke, the Middle Eastern pun countries? Yes. Where I go, trying to get rowdy, here's a Saudi. And then I started going with the terrorist organization, like, you know, like, uh, why choose a beta? He's an Al-Qaeda. And people are dying laughing. And then I go, so that Jew joke was hilarious, right? And then they started laughing. Let's rewind. Yeah, remember? I was like, remember? All it is is always like. <laughs> I doubled down. Well, all it is is like they don't know you. That's all it is. Yeah. They don't trust you. Yet, they so don't you know who you are. Yeah. Win their trust and then you're good. Yeah. That's, that's why, why I'm trying to do like a quick little thing up top if possible, like within the first like five seconds. So you're like, oh, he's funny. Okay. And then you can. David Tell used to do that. He would get on stage and he'd go, blah, 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 tell a funny joke, you know, whatever, immediately and kill. And then he'd be like, all right. So now that we know I'm funny, and then he'd do what he wanted. Oh, that's a yeah. good that's a good trick. Yeah. I try to do that with um if I'm doing going into a longer bit. Yeah. Where where like I know like I know there's a lot of uh pre- like the premise has to be a bit longer, so there's no not a lot right. of laughs to get it in, so I had to start with a punch. Yeah, you gotta hit him a with joke, something. hit him with something and then go with the longer 
punch uh, premise because yeah, comedy's fun. I love comedy. This is the best. I could talk. I could talk comedy all day. Okay, have you seen Saltburn? No, I heard about it though. It's pretty good. Yeah. I, I Channing hated it. Mm. Don't. It's not like some it's a people, show or a movie. It's a movie. Some people hated it because they it was like pretending they thought. The audience thought it was going to be like a mystery or a thrill, a thriller. I didn't think it was. Like it's kind of obvious. Okay. But it's very artsy fartsy. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's kind of weird. Kind of weird. Um, what was I gonna say? Because the Golden Globes were yesterday. Did you see Joe Coy's opening monologue? No, I heard he didn't have a good time though. He he was doing great, and then one joke bombed, and he got in his own head about it. Really? Uh, one or two jokes bombed. One or two, yeah. And That's then weird. he He's got in his own head where pro, he was just pro. like, he was just like, oh no. But you never, yeah. I mean, he was performing in front of his own audience for years. Yeah. He's big as shit. That's but what I mean. If, I guess it's the Golden Globes. That's a different level. I mean, he still got a, he still got some laughs in there. But I saw some clip where he uh, he was like, the only difference between tonight and a NFL game is there's less cuts to Taylor Swift. And it cut to her and she was just like miserable looking. Yeah, yeah. She was just like this. Yeah, which is funny. To me. Well, if I, I can't wait. If I become famous, famous, I'm gonna have no sense of humor about myself. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Well, I think she does somewhat have a sense of humor about herself, but it's just that particular joke has just been so overplayed. That's why she was just like, "I'm yeah, over it." it. Yeah, yeah, because everyone has like a Travis, Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor right. Swift, and everyone's like, everyone had a joke about it. I don't know, but she does take herself a little too seriously. Yeah, I'm going to become a comedian, get famous, and then have no sense of humor about myself. I'm going to immediately go the Chappelle route. Not that he is, but, like, philosophical, like, please don't make fun of me. This is very serious. This is my art. I think that'll be funny. <laughs> Just to be unbearable as soon as possible in comedy. Did you see his special? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it, too. It was good. Yeah. So, it's like a C plus. C plus. C plus, B minus. I'd give it a I'd give it a B plus. Yeah, okay. I thought it was funny. I liked it. Back there was before. a couple jokes. Really disliked it. No, so there was a couple jokes that were kind of like, they were kind of tired. Yeah, I was like I was like, all right. trans stuff. It's whatever. The end joke was just too long and didn't pay off. But there's a lot of shit in the middle that was super funny. I thought. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I liked the disabled joke. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Disabled joke. The uh, did the one where he was like, I had to open. So looking through my wife's phone, and I did, oh, and it opened yeah. right up. And then he was like, his wife. So what do you mean? I, yeah, I just smashed my yeah. phone and did like this. <laughs> oh, God damn it, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good. No, I I, I think it was good. Um, But definitely, uh, like, I looked at the uh, nominees for stand-up comedy specials. Uh, Ricky, Ricky Gervais won. Did he? Yeah. How? I, I haven't even watched it, but how? Well, maybe. Shane Gillis. John Mulaney. They weren't even nominated. Neither of them? Was John Mulaney? Mulaney had to have been. No. Really? I th let me see. That's I think. fucking criminal. Yeah. Dude, do you know who were nominated? Fucking Amy Schumer, Sarah Silverman. Like Amy Schumer had a special? <laughs> right. I'm not even kidding. I didn't know. No, it's not even. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny because uh, they had it on during Morgan Jay's um, during Morgan, uh, Morgan Jay's party. They had it on to watch Joe Coy's. And when the stand-up comedy special, it was Amy Schumer and Sarah Silverman, their names were up. And I'm like this, boo, boo. <laughs> These, yeah, uh, Wanda Sykes. Hers was good, though. Uh, let me see. The nominations, stand-up comedy. Let me see. Um, uh, Trevor Noah's, I think. Trevor Noah's was up there. 
uh, that one was. Where are you? I gotta find it. Um, oh, the, the bo- oh the boy and the heron one animated. I did, we saw it. that together. Yeah, that was, was great. Uh, let me see. Um, I don't know how you don't nominate Mulaney. Yeah, Mulaney's was really well. I think because I don't know if they quote unquote canceled him. Because yeah. because now it's like it's yeah. not about funny no, it's, it's all politics it's all politics it's Which it's is what it's always been but it's just insane yeah but now it's like well because of social media we all know it's politics right which is fucking stupid because yeah Mulaney and shane gillis i think had the yeah they specials. had the best specials really really good yeah, everybody every time i watch john Mulaney, it's like a master class i know he's so good and the fact that he's like talking about his real life now instead of just like weird you know, kooky jokes. I wish he talked more about his wife, though. Okay, that's these were the nominees. So it was Ricky Gervais, Chris Rock, Trevor Noah, Wanda Sykes, Sarah Silverman, and Amy Schumer. Bro, I don't well, it's just like those are all comics that it, those are all. If this was uh, two thousand in one, yeah, nominate all those people. <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing? That's. 20 years too late for those right. people to be nominated. Right, right. They've I think it's because it it's, it's a new category. Uh, whatever. Well, like, they should give it to, like, young up-and-coming stand-ups. That will make it more interesting. If it was, like, well, Shane like Gillis, Stav, uh, fucking... Yeah. Like, the real comics. Uh, Ali Wong. Right like, if Ali Wong had a special, yeah. she would... You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like, or uh, fucking uh, Michelle Wolf. Michelle Wolf, yeah. Hers was pretty good. Hers was really good. I loved her. I love Michelle. Well, she's phenomenal. <coughs> yeah, um, she's great. I liked her previous special way better, but this one was good. Yeah, I like the how um, how she brings up uh, like her jokes about white women and her like her jokes about like men and women. It's not like tired. It's like it's a yeah. different perspective. Her writing's great. Ah, yeah, so really good. good. Um, any other other. So, any other specials that are coming out that you're really excited about? No, nothing. I can't think of. Are one. you sure? Like yeah. anything that's coming out early February ish? Uh, Bill Burr's coming out then? No, no, no. But no. A, a, particularly, maybe a Yemeni comedian. Are you kind of excited about any comedian spe- uh, comedy specials that are coming out? Yemeni I don't think I've ever heard of one. Oh, okay. Uh, any like cool, like maybe like it's a special, but not really a special that's coming out on YouTube soon oh my buddy justin foster is releasing really specials <laughs> oh really about? is it really yeah. when i don't know they're still because fin- you know he and i fans. have the exact same fan base so i don't want to <laughs> i know right i don't want to compete with him bald white guy with a beard and the when did head. he wait when did he tape his he just finished editing it uh they got to color correct it but the shots are pretty locked in yeah we're we're we taped it in like yeah. august or june or something oh okay yeah maybe i should just take my time with this um, we did a watch, me and Justin and Richard all watched it Saturday night because he wanted like other people's. Yeah, opinion. opinion. So did I, did you watch mine yet? No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm right now picture locking it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we're, we're still going to fix the sound, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, fix the sound, take time on color, make it look good, but whatever. Like the real thing is too, anyway, like I was telling Justin, like his looks great, um, but it's about the dumb clips. It's not even like the special. That's exactly what it's going to be. Like that's why I'm releasing all this out, and I write a lot. Yeah, I already have. uh, Fortunately, I already have like a good amount of material to work on. So when you see me in Minneapolis, January 27th, you're gonna see mostly new material. Yeah, couple a couple old jokes here and there. Where in Minneapolis are you going? Uh, Where in Minneapolis? This place called Phoenix. uh, I uh, Phoenix Theater. 
Cool. Yeah, uh, it's like a hundred seat theater. Hell yeah. They're like a little black box theater. It's gonna be awesome, dude. Yeah, I mean, uh, I will break even if I sell fourteen tickets. We are now at three ticket sales. I heard Minneapolis is sick. No, no, it's like a great comedy scene. Good. Like people yeah. love comedy over there. I'm just uh, hope I'm trying my. I know it's my first show. Like, and I, I my goal was for 2024 was to not stress so much. So I'm just gonna be like, okay, it doesn't matter about ticket sales. I'm just gonna focus what I can control. Yeah, it's really. It's tough to do. It yeah, to just do. take a deep breath and be like, I'm gonna focus on putting out clips. Mm -hmm. Getting better. Uh, getting better at stand-up. Write more jokes. Um, yeah, uh, I was going to say, like, I'm going to have more people at the apartment. I'm going to do, like, a weekly writing sesh at, the, at our place. Down, yeah. yeah, and I'm going to always, like, what I like to do is, uh, like, I, and I have it very organized. So I'll have people, like, what joke are you working on? What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. And then we give each other tags, and then we don't get... I distracted with talking shit about other comics or talking, oh, talking. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's, I, I literally leave that for like, okay, five minutes. I'm like, okay, we're done. Let's get it. Let's yeah. get to work. That's a good know? idea. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know when you do it. If you're ever, if I'm not working or whatever, I'm yeah. love to participate. Oh, do you want to be fun? I could like, I, I could just invite like a new demographic every week. So I'm like, we're doing all my black <laughs> comic friends, that's a good all idea. my Hispanic comic friends, all my female comic friends. I like that. It's a good perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, is there anything um, that you would like to share or plug before we start wrapping up? Well, Rapaglisi has an OnlyFans now. Oh, mm. that's right. OnlyFans taping. Yeah, I just taped a special for them. It's only 10 minutes, but it'll be out. Did you? Did they show? You, send you a clip yet? Nah. Did they? Uh, yeah, because I know the... We filmed it uh, last month, a month ago. Oh, yeah, in December. But did they... Uh, Send you pay me? No, not yet. They should pay. Uh, maybe it's because of the holidays. Fine, they forgot. Yeah. But I was gonna say, uh, like I know because the crowd was kind of light. I wanted to see, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not too worried about it. Like, if anything, it's clips. Yeah, yeah, you, you have clips. <laughs> add in, yeah, for sure. And um, I'm posting stuff on OnlyFans already, and Instagram Rob Pub Comic. It's the same thing on OnlyFans. I got a couple shows coming up that I will be posting. Did on you there. add the link? Link on your beacons, yeah, good. I did. Yeah, are you getting more emails? Um, I gotta check. I haven't checked in a while. The last time I had it was a couple. So good, good, yeah, good, good. Something. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, it's all it's all marketing here. Uh, yeah, uh, I will be in Minneapolis January 27th. I have my show at the Hollywood Improv February 3rd. We are working on Houston. I'm right now waiting on the contract. Uh, that's right now my the agent is. Working on some stuff. Oh, yeah. Just to tell people, uh, you know, I always say I don't have an agent or manager last week. Okay. So a year and a half ago, I like signed with this non-exclusive agency. So basically it's like you're not just for uh, you're not under. Uh, what was uh, I going to say? Like, yeah. You're not under contract to only be with us. But if we get you a gig, we you get, get you. A, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You get a pass. Right. So it's an uh, you don't belong to us. That's pretty much it. It was like a non-exclusive. But. Small agency, but f never heard from them. So I ended up just doing everything myself. 
Anyways, some guy named Miles, uh, some guy, a cool guy named Miles, he reached out and he was like, hey, man, I'm trying to reignite the comedy department. Oh, yeah, so he reached out to other smaller comedy clubs. So I'll be doing Comedy Shop in Houston. Nice. Hopefully do a weekend there, May 3rd, May 4th. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, make some money. Yeah, yeah awesome. hopefully it works out. New year, new spots, baby. Yeah, new spots, keep going, write jokes, uh, you know, have fun. I mean, what make what... And I am excited to burn all that material because, like, writing new material is like it's it is fun. It's a lot it's of awful fun. and fun. Yeah, because you get you you're like well, if you like you start on not doing the old jokes and you just go up there and you're like, oh no, it's like starting over. Yeah, well, I was like, I don't want to say bombing, but like, it's like the momentum, right, with stand up. So yeah. like. You 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 start riffing up top. You're making laugh. Uh, you're making people laugh, and then you start going with these jokes, and then you're getting the momentum going. But because it's newer jokes, it's like I think of it like a bump on the road because it's like yeah. interesting premise. You try a tag, it doesn't work, and then you have to like try the next tag. That yeah, one works. It's it's the confidence thing for me. It's like I don't. There's jokes that I have. That I like. I know this will work, so yeah. I can do whatever. And this is, I've said this enough where I know the reaction it'll get. When you don't have that, you're just like yeah. Like yeah. When you yeah falling. yeah, it really is. Yeah. And then fortunately, like I've been going, uh, I've been going slower, and that gives me enough room to like. Uh, to improvise nice. so i'll do a lot of i do a lot of act outs yeah so i'm like so i'll like figure out if i could do make a funny face or maybe like oh, yeah, dude. or like think of a improvised moment Love to it. make it funnier um yeah but i mean that's i'm happy you're back here i'm gonna have you back again uh once once your episode releases and then you're gonna start getting a lot more only people on OnlyFans, mainly guys. I've I have 677 fans on my OnlyFans, and it's all dudes. Yeah. all dudes. And the main comment is no adult content. <laughs> <laughs> this one sassy. You could tell on his profile picture, it was like a like a that was black Chappelle joke too, where he's like, I looked at the picture and. He was gay. He had his <laughs> mouth open in yeah. every picture. No, it really was. He's so right, but it was like this. It was like some, uh, like it was like a, a black dude in and tr drag on the profile. But he was just like, "When are you gonna show us some dick and balls?" This is OnlyFans, not Disney. Fair. And it was on one of my stand-up clips. It was critique. so mean. It's a fair critique. He's right. I'm on his side. He is right yeah. though. <laughs> so I'm here for jokes. I'm out here doing a Lizzo joke, and he's like that. I posted. He was just like, "Show us the dick and balls." This is, dick not, this is not Disney. <laughs> awesome. Anyways, uh, and there you have it. That is your episode. I'm your host, Ahmed Al-Khadri. This has been your guest. Rob Pugliese. Uh What's your Instagram? Uh, Rob Pug Comic. Same thing with uh, uh, TikTok and OnlyFans. There Come you. on and give me a follow. <laughs> Anyways, I've been your host, Ahmed Al-Khadri. If you can speak Arabic, Ahmed Al-Khadri. Guys, uh, please comment on the podcast. It means a lot that you guys comment uh, and subscribe. It really means a lot. If you guys have any piece of advice that you would like to share, email at mondayfundaypodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, feel free to email. Uh, don't be shy, you know? Yeah, just ask us whatever you want. All right. Thank you so much, and have a happy Monday. Bye.